Luke 24, verse 1 through 9 is the reading for today. Read this and say a few words from the scripture. Verse number 1, Luke 24, verse number 1. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men suddenly stood near them in dazzling clothes. And as the women were terrified and bowed their face to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living one among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he spoke to you while he was still in Galilee, saying that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words and returned from the tomb and reported all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Would you join me for a word of prayer this morning? Father, we are doing the very best we can to sing praises Shouts of joy to the God of heaven and Your Son and the work of the Holy Spirit. And we pray that You would be honored by that and that You would receive our praise. And now, Lord, as we open Your Scripture, the inerrant and infallible, the Holy Word of God, the very voice of God, I pray that You would touch lives and hearts, men and women and boys and girls, no matter what stage of life or what we are going through, I pray that today we would be reminded of the greatest miracle in all the world, that the Son of the living God, having died in our place, being beaten and bruised for our iniquity, and chastised for our peace, taken down off the cross dead and laid in a cold, dark tomb. And on silent Saturday, only the work of God takes place. And now on Sunday morning, that You would rise again from the dead. Lord, I pray that that truth would help us all today. I pray for those who are believers in Christ Jesus who are trying the very best that they can to live for You. I pray that they would take it as courage and strength and impetus for living the way that we do, that we live for You out of gratitude for what You have done for us in the resurrection. I pray for believers in this room who maybe they've been coming or maybe this is the first time in a while and Lord, beyond before You and their own heart, they would say, I'm, I'm cold, I'm distant from the Lord. I pray that the resurrection would be the encouragement and conviction in their heart to get back on the narrow path of following the Lord Jesus that they too would lay down their life, pick up their cross, follow Jesus in resurrection power. And I pray today for those in this room who may even be a member of this of this church or maybe uh, used to come here a long time ago or maybe this is the first time they've ever stepped foot into a church, Lord, I pray that if they're unbelieving, that You would do a work that only You can through Your Word and that is convince their heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that He died for their sins, that He was buried and He rose the third day. And if they turn from their sins and put their confidence in Jesus, they'll be giving everlasting life. I pray that You would do that work even as we speak in this time. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. This is a classic passage on 
uh, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this passage has been really kind of coming home in my heart uh, over the last several weeks, been praying through and thinking through this passage. And then um, this past Thursday, uh, here in the city, we have uh, the funeral director for Brown Wynn as a member of our church here. And uh, from time to time, families uh, in the city that don't have a church or a pastor, I will uh, perform funerals for them. And uh, she contacted me and said, we, we have a, a sad situation and a young man has uh, died in uh, a very hard way, died before he should have died and uh, at the age of 27. And I asked if I would come and uh, assist, and so we had an opportunity to work that funeral service together. And of all the years that I've been preaching and doing funeral services and memorial services, Thursday was very unique for me. I'm sure not for the funeral director, but it was unique for me in that we did the service in a chapel, and then we all went to the graveside and uh, had read Scripture and uh, spoke uh, hope and peace to family and friends that were there. And then usually what happens is I'll say a prayer. Uh, sometimes military honors will be taking place if somebody has been in a service. And then the director will stand in usually and say, this concludes our service together. Please take time to visit with one another and uh, this sort of thing. And in a few moments, I usually stand off to the side and uh, people will stay. And many of you have been to a graveside like this and you'll maybe talk a little bit, cry a little bit. And then generally, family and friends will move to a place to eat or back to somebody's house to remember that loved one that's passed away. But Thursday, after all was concluded, everyone stayed. while the groundskeepers came and took all of the trappings away from the casket and moved flowers and brought the casket up and lowered the seal down on top of it until it was shut tight. And no one moved until they had turned the crank and lowered it down into the ground. And in that moment, I was thinking about how certain death is. When they sealed that coffin, there is no coming back. That young man made all of the decisions he was going to make in his brief 27 years. And much the same way was taking place in this passage. You see, a few days prior to this, on Good Friday, Jesus had gone to the cross and He claimed to be the Messiah and He proved that by His life and His deeds and His miracles. And hanging on the cross, He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And He took into His own soul and into His own life and beaten and stricken, we did esteem Him smitten of God. And all of the sins of those who would believe past, present, and future went into the very life of Jesus. And He died on the cross and He said, it is finished. He gave up the Spirit. He was taken down off of the cross a corpse he was not simply knocked out or unconscious he was dead and they took Christ off of the cross a dead body 
all of the Pharisees were happy for they could go on in their religious regality and they could go on in all of their legalism. Now all of the officials were happy because there was no more tumultuous times in the city. All of the people could go on doing what they were doing, but the Son of the living God was dead. And Joseph of Arimathea, who was before a coward, now comes and says, can I have the body of Jesus? And they lay it in a borrowed tomb, lifeless and limp and wrapped. And beyond that, the Gospel story tells us that they took the great stone and rolled it in place over the front of the tomb and sealed it and placed the guards there. I was thinking about all of that as I watched them raise that casket up and drop that seal down on it and lower it into the ground. And brother and sister and friend and neighbor, I tell you, that's the end for us. But Jesus Christ went into the tomb and defeated death, hell, and the grave. And by the power of His Father and the Spirit, He broke the chains of death once for all for you and me. And the reason why the grave could not hold Him, the reason why the seal could not hold Him, the reason why He could not remain dead is because there was no sin in Jesus. He had atoned for all of ours. He was the perfect Son of God. He is God, very God. And He came out of the tomb alive and well. And there may be some of you in here today and you might have gone to the mortuary. You might have visited a graveyard. You might still visit the graveyard of a loved one. You might lay flowers at somebody's graveside. You might have an urn in your house in remembrance of somebody that's passed away. Some of you are sick. Some of you are hurting. Some of you have diseases. We are all facing all kinds of consequences from the fall and from sin. And I want you to understand, for those that put their faith in Jesus Christ, the resurrected Messiah, they have the promise of everlasting life. They go from the mortuary to the mission field. Let me just point out three things to you in this passage that these precious ladies find. First of all, from verse 6 and 7, the ladies are told to remember the words of Jesus. He is not here, but He is, remember, he is, uh, he is risen. Remember how He spoke to you while He was still in Galilee, saying, the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. I want to say to you, these ladies were told to remember what Jesus had said to them. And I say to everyone that's in this room today, remember what the Bible says about Jesus. Jesus was not just a good man. Jesus was not just a prophet. Jesus was not just somebody that you look up to. Jesus was the Messiah. He is God and He died in your place and He rose again. And if you trust Him, you can have eternal life. I beg and plead with every person here today, remember what Jesus said, I will die in your place for you. 
Because if you don't remember it now, you'll remember it when it's too late. When you pass into an untimely death and you step over out of this life and walk instantly into the next life and you are standing before the face of the living God of heaven and He says to you, what did you do with Jesus? What will you say then? I want to encourage you. Remember Jesus. Remember that He is the Lord of lords. If you're here and you don't know Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want to encourage you to fall on your face, to fall in your heart, give up on your own sin, and trust Jesus Christ. And I say to every believer on this resurrection Lord's Day, do you remember what the Lord says? Do you read the Scriptures? Do you follow Him daily? Do you give your life over to what Jesus said to do? They went there that morning with the spices to anoint a dead body. And they said, remember. And there are many people in this room right now, and every day of your life, you seek the living among the dead. You try to find life from a bottle. You try to find life from relationships. You try to find life from sex. You try to find life from the television. You try to find life from money. You try to find life from jobs. And all of it is trying to find life among the dead. Jesus isn't living among the dead. Jesus is alive and well, and you're the dead person. Go to Him, and He'll give you life evermore. Remember the words of Jesus. And then I want you to look here, if you would, at verse number 9. Not only did they remember, but they returned. And they returned from the tomb. They went there with spices to anoint a dead body. They came back with a song in their heart. They went there dejected, just like all of the disciples. Everybody thought the same way that I thought on Thursday. When I saw that seal go over the casket and lowered, there is a sinking feeling in your heart. This is it. This is in. There's no coming back from this. But when Jesus died, there was a coming back. And all of them went to the tomb thinking it's all over and there's no hope. But they returned with joy and a song in their heart. And I want to say to all of my believing Friends here today, stop living your life in the natural world and start living out of the supernatural power of the resurrected Lord Jesus Christ. You can have deliverance from that sin. You can have power in your life. You can accomplish the will of God. You can live in the power of Jesus and work in the kingdom of God and spread the gospel message all the way around the world. We can win the world for Christ by His resurrection power. Did you go to work this week? Did you work in your relationships this week? In the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. They remembered what Jesus said. They returned from death to life, from sadness to joy. And then I want you to see here, they retold the message. And they returned from the tomb, and look here, and reported all these things to the eleven and to the rest. Let me ask you this as a believer. Let's think about this this week. 
Have you ever one time in your life told a neighbor about a sale at the store? You ever done that? It's getting about time to work in the yard. I think, uh, is it Lowe's or Home Depot has those five bags of mulch for $10? Isn't that a great deal? If you've not gotten the five or ten bags for ten bucks, you need to go to Home Depot and get you some mulch and help your yard out. You ever told your neighbor about a sale at Mill Milk at Walmart or Target? Why do you do that? Why do you share that kind of thing with your neighbor? Friendship, right? Love, kindness. I just want to ask you something. When's the last time you shared the good news of the crucified and the resurrected Lord Jesus with a neighbor? Now I want you to hear me on this Easter Sunday. According to the order of service, I have one minute. And so I want to lay this on you. Why would you take time and care and love your neighbor enough to group on? Ah, you didn't think I knew about that, right? Why would you group on with people? Why would you, why would you tell people we're the best gas price? Why would you share life with people? And never one time in your life share the greatest message in all the world that took you from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light, that broke all of the chains of sin in your life and gave you new life, that took you from a hell-bound sinner to a life-getting believer in Jesus Christ. Why would you never one time in all of your life just simply share that news with a friend? Could it be that although this morning we want unbelievers in this room to accept Jesus Christ, that there are plenty of believers that maybe need to take a few minutes as we sing together and reflect together and ask yourself, do I really believe in the resurrection? Do I really believe that Jesus came out of the grave with victory and life. Because I would say to you, if you really do believe that the Lord Jesus came out of the grave, you would do something about it this week. I know your life is busy. Mine's a tad busy too. And I know that you might be thinking today, well, you're the pastor. That's what we pay you to do. That's not true either. That's unbiblical. Would you take this message of the resurrected Savior and ask first of all in a time of prayer, Lord, do I really believe that You rose from the grave? And if you do believe that, how does it change your life every day? And then why don't you share that with a neighbor like you would the best price on macaroni and cheese? Would you bow with me for a moment? In just a moment, I'm going to pray for us and I think we're going to sing to kind of close the service today. I don't know, just as a friend and maybe some of you here today thinking, I'm, this is new for me. I just I want to tell you, hey, you're in a room full of normal people. We sin, we fail, we come short. We're not perfect. 
There are many people in this room that at some point in their life, they got tired of fighting and working and, and, and trying to earn some sort of salvation. And we just laid down in front of Jesus and said, I'm sorry, I know I failed you, and I need you to save me. And if you will, if you really got up out of the grave, if you are the Savior, change me and make me whole and I'll serve you the rest of my life. There's just people in this room, normal, everyday, average people just like you that have made that decision. And God has done a miracle in our heart because Christ really did get up from the grave. I want you to make that decision today. You don't have to have the greatest words in the world. You don't have to be a prayer warrior. All you have to do from a sincere heart, right where you are, talk to Jesus. Tell Him that you believe Him and you want to follow Him all the days of your life and He'll save you right where you are. Can I just say on this Easter Sunday morning, many, many believers in this room, you're good people. You're living a good life. You're doing the best you can with your family and everything else. But life has gotten so automatic pilot. Life has gotten so busy that you forgot that the most important thing in all the world is that Jesus died and rose again to save your soul. And there's somebody in your neighborhood that needs to know about it. Let me pray for us. Father, we love You. Thank You for this Easter Sunday morning. Thank You for all of these wonderful people that are here today to celebrate You. We thank You for Your death and resurrection. Father, I pray that You'd be honored and I pray You'd do a work that only You can do in our hearts today. Let this be an Easter to remember that we mark it down and say, that's the day that I trusted Jesus as my resurrected Lord. That's the day that I decided I was going to give my whole heart and life to follow Him. Lord, if just one person in this room makes that decision today, all of this would be worth it. We pray these things in the name of Christ. Amen.